You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For the athletic about the Milwaukee Bucks, your first place Milwaukee Bucks battle the Houston Rockets and the reigning MVP James Harden at Fiserv Forum tonight. He is Eric Name. Eric, appreciate the time, man. Thanks for having me. There's uh, a growing buzz around the city. I know I'm jacked up to be there tonight at Fiserv Forum, but just how much uh, do you believe that these two are factoring in this game, understanding the magnitude and how much weight some voters might put on a head-to-head between James Harden and Giannis for the MVP? I think, well, I don't know. That That's an interesting question because uh, I guess Harden is just always more willing to play the – I guess the game that goes around it, you know, in the media talking about the MVP and obviously Adidas put out the full page ad in the journal Sentinel today, like that is Harden and his camp are much more willing to do that than Giannis. But, you know, I don't think either, either both players are such great competitors that I think they bring it every night and they're trying to put on an MVP performance every night. So I don't think either of them put extra emphasis on this one, but that's just because, Every single night they bring it, and every single night they know that you know any performance that they have might uh, impact the MVP race. But more importantly, they're very clearly the most important players on their team. So uh, they know that whatever they do on that given night is, is going to lead to a win or a loss for their team. So uh, I don't know that any of them, either of them, will put any you know extra emphasis on it. Um, I will say though that you know Harden's game tends to. Uh, translate into those type of games a little bit better you know with with those crazy scoring outputs or something like that so um if i had a lean one way maybe harden do you think this means more to harden another mvp than it does the Giannis's first um yeah probably uh i i think especially with all the negative stuff that goes around harden and i'm not saying that like him as a person is negative or him as a player is negative just that you know, we we listen to people talk about how much they don't like watching James Harden play basketball. I tend to love it. Uh, I, I think he's one of the most gifted passers in the league. I think he's one of the, he's one of the most gifted scorers in the league. Like to have that all wrapped up into one player is is incredible. But at the same time, uh, <laughs> I wrote about it today at the Athletic. But he has the ball in his hands for nine and a half minutes every game. That's a nine long time. Nine and a half minutes. Giannis has it for four and a half minutes every game. So nine and a half minutes, that's a long time. So you're going to see him pound the ball a lot. Uh, you're going to see him shoot a lot of step-back threes. You're going to see him go to the free-throw line. So there's a lot of stuff that it, he just plays the game so differently than than other players that you know I think there's a natural sort of reaction to it where people are like, I'm not used to seeing this, or you know, I don't, I don't like the way that this guy plays basketball. So... Because there is so much negativity, I think that's part of the reason why why Harden wants the second one so much. Because then all of a sudden, if he's two time MVP winner, James Harden, you know, no one can say, "Oh, that first one was a fluke," or, "Oh, you know, even if it was, you know, I still don't like watching him play." Like, whatever. I'm a two time MVP. You can't say anything to me anymore. So. Uh, I, I would say this MVP probably does mean more to Harden than to, than to Giannis. That's a really interesting point, Eric. And, and in the article that you have up at The Athletic that you wrote earlier today, Giannis talks about, I want to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I want to go to the Finals. I, I want to be more than just the MVP. And for Harden, it's that's seemingly the knock that I feel like we always hear, too, is, 
well, look at what he did in the playoffs. He wasn't able to get past Golden State. But in in that hindsight, they were up three games to one. Chris Paul gets hurt. For James Harden, there has to still be a lot more to prove, you would imagine. But Giannis just being able to prove that the first time, getting a win here tonight and getting a win into the Eastern Conference Finals, getting to win into the Finals has to just be so much more uh, magnifying for the rest of his career just at 24. Yeah, and I think with Giannis, I'd be curious what how he'd feel about you know if they had you know won one of the two series that he's been like the main guy for, and obviously the Bulls series uh, when he was younger, I, I don't really tend to count much because he wasn't the main guy then. But you know these last two years, uh, if he gets one against the Raptors and, and gets to the second round, or the same thing with the Celtics, I'm I'm curious if his head would be in the same kind of headspace uh, just because. You know, then he wouldn't have the question of, oh, well, Giannis just does in the regular season and he can't win in the playoffs. So for him, he knows that the next part of knocking down the narrative is not hearing people say, oh, well, you know, he's having a great regular season, but once he gets to the playoffs, everyone's just going to zone him up or they're going to make him take jump shots or whatever it is. And I mean, it's, it's pretty much factually not true. He's been fantastic in each of the last two playoffs, but getting that win means. For him, people can't say that anymore. So it is, like you kind of said, it's interesting that for Harden, the way to get people to shut up is, you know, to, to win another MVP, then, you know, they can't say anything to him. But for Giannis, it really is the, the way to get people to, you know, shut up or the, to stop asking questions about a certain flaw that he might have is to, to win in the playoffs. Talking with Eric Namo of The Athletic here on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, and this matchup uh, tonight and going forward, outside of one more time with Philly, is this like pretty much the second biggest game of what they have left on the schedule? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's interesting. I think for Giannis and his MVP candidacy, this is probably the biggest one, uh, just because I think it's kind of been shown throughout this year that no one really cares when the Bucks beat someone in the East. Like they do it all the time, and then everyone still wants to say, like, "Oh, well, the Sixers are getting it together," or "Oh, look at the Celtics; they had a great, good plane flight out to out to the West Coast. Now everything's fixed." Like something that people are just going to wave off. So uh, for for Giannis's MVP candidacy, and you know, I think for you know the Bucks and their legitimacy, if that's a, if that's even a thing that we we should question at this point, um, you know, maybe this Rockets game is a little bit bigger. But I, I would agree. To me, beating the Sixers and getting the, the taste out of your mouth from, you know, last Sunday when they fall to the Sixers despite 52 from Giannis. Like, I think, again, they don't need the confidence. They don't have to have that game. But I do think going up against the Sixers, you really want to get that one just so you can go into the playoffs feeling like, you know what, no one the Eastern Conference can touch us. Like, this is us. And, and, and we're going to be totally fine, and we're the best team in the East. So uh, I, I would say that Sixers game is probably just slightly above it. But, yeah, there's not a lot of games left on the schedule where, you know, there's some really big ones. And part of that's due to the Raptors, you know, falling a couple times here where now the, the magic number is four with eight games left, and, you know, it looks pretty easy for the Bucks to lock it up and then be able to rest some guys. Now, as we continue to look, we we start to look forward here, and and you also look back at what the Malcolm Brogdon injury uh, has meant so far to the club. Have you seen them gaining, making strides in in trying to get past that, not having Brogdon on the floor? I mean, to me, the the thing you look at is probably Sterling Brown and George Hill. Um, those two have 
obviously returned from injuries. Uh, they've gotten themselves back on the floor. Last game, they combined for 29 offensively, which just isn't something that, that they tend to do. And uh, I think the, the big thing is going to be George Hill. And, you know, as we talked to, to George Hill after the game, and, and this is something he's brought up before, uh, you think back to earlier this year, that Indiana game right before the All-Star break, uh, he had like a seven-point third quarter where he kind of kept them in the game, and then ultimately Giannis and Chris kind of took over in the fourth and ended up winning the game. But in that game, George Hill had seven, and after the game, Bud talked about, like, the guy that we need is aggressive George Hill. And, you know, it, it kind of disappeared once I got back from the All-Star break because he, he was hurt and, uh, you know, you had a few problems there. But I think that's going to be the big thing for this team is George Hill remembering that he, he's not just a bit player. Like, he can be a real contributor to this team. And one thing that he has said throughout this process and joining the team is, it's tough for his mindset because you join the best team in the league. All you can really think of is don't screw this up. Like this is the best team in the league. If they start to play bad, that's on me. Like I'm the thing that changed. I'm, I could be the reason why this team is not good anymore. So they're the best team in the league. Don't screw this up. Well, you know, that's okay. And, and that means you're probably going to make the right pass. And that means you're probably going to do your defensive assignments that means you're probably ultimately not going to be as aggressive as you need to be offensively. And that has been, to me, the big thing the last couple of games has been George Hill attacking again and just kind of being, you know, trying to be the guy that he, that he has been in the past that actually is attacking, that actually is scoring. And if he can find that a little bit more often here, if he can be that guy uh, a little bit more often, I think it goes a long ways to trying to replace what Malcolm Brogdon brings to the table. Final thing for you, Eric. Eight games left, 55-19 and 19 right now. How important and what kind of magnitude would you put on a 60-win season for the Bucks? I mean, going 5-3 and three in, in the final couple of games like just feels like what they are, right? Like, I don't know if it would be anything, you know, above and beyond what they're doing. And, you know, I almost feel like it's, it's kind of the cherry on top of of this season is, you know, getting to call this a 60-win season. <laughs> I know in the interview I did with Giannis for the article today, he said, you know, if we play the right way, we should win 63 games this year. And I was like, okay, um, <laughs> sure. Like, that, okay, I got it, 8-0 to end the season. Yeah, sure, that sounds right. But, you know, in some ways, that's kind of what this team is, right? Like, this is a team that thinks they should win every road game. This is a team that thinks they should win every home game. Like, they think they should win every game they play in. And, you know, I, I think – finishing out the season strong will mean something to them just so, you know, that they're feeling comfortable going, going into the season. But also, you know, you could, you could win the next five and, and get yourself to 60, and then you could rest a couple guys in the last few games. Uh, that, that doesn't sound like the worst thing either. So I don't think they're going to place any sort of importance on it, but it, to me it does feel like what could be a nice little cherry on top. Eric, appreciate the time, man. You can follow Eric, Eric underscore name on Twitter. Read along at The Athletic Wisconsin. We appreciate the time, man. He joins us each Tuesday, 348, here on the Wendy's Big Show. See you out at the Fiserv Forum tonight. I look forward to it. Thanks, fellas. Take it easy. There's Eric Name on the Great Midwest Bank hotline looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019. Look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.